starting to feel like Formula One is like, I don't understand. Girls. The greatest Formula One champion of all time. And, and Formula One is that, it's like a traveling circus of Spain and a drum. Except I am from Formula One. Box and Picker from Welcome to the Redefine F1 Show, the show where we put American subtitles onto the sport of Formula One. I'm your host, Frederick Kernigan. With me, as always, my co host, Michael Zimmerman. What is up, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? The team, the red team, is back on top, baby. Oh. That is what I am talking about. I called it, and I am more more than happy to be supporting winners um if if you guys can't tell by timmy's reaction or his introduction we are doing a race race reaction race review podcast today um today we're just talking all things Bahrain grand prix uh we're gonna go through our our notes our own review of the race and then we're also gonna um, give out the awards we had mentioned at the ending of uh, last episode but <laughs> can't do i keep these on the whole episode sure okay um we're gonna start actually now with the race we're gonna jump right into qualifying this this qualifying was different from anything that i've seen before just because when i am new uh, I realized this a couple of days leading into the race that this is the first time or this is the we're kind of spoiled in the fact that people have been watching F1 for six years or whatnot and they've you know have oh this team did good last year this team did good last year so it carried over for so long I think it's eight years and this is only our third year watching the sport and we're already like in a huge mix-up and so that's what was exciting. We didn't know what was like to be expected. We had like a, a very like in our own, like, you know, mental math type way of, uh, oh, I think Red Bull's here. I think Mercedes is here, blah, blah, blah. But the unknown gave it like excitement and whatnot. What are your thoughts on qualifying? Yeah, um, we're definitely very blessed and very fortunate to be getting into this sport at the time of like, uh, the last couple of years because before uh, we got into it in like 2020 during the COVID year, it was pretty much the Mercedes show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm not sure how the other teams were, but I feel like during that period, it was kind of like, like you knew the pecking order, you knew like what teams are going to be where and like, th- like they might gain or lose a position um, depending year to year. But for the most part, it was like Mercedes is one, Ferrari was either Ferrari or Red Bull or two, and the mm-hmm. other one was three. And then the midfield was kind of like crazy, depending on uh, what, what company, year was, yeah. yeah, what year, what company they were, and what kind yeah. of car that they had that uh, during that time. But uh, during that year, or during those years, Williams and Haas were always like the bottom two, I think. And then um, the midfield. Williams had uh, like, I think, a, a year or two where they were competing when Castro had a podium with Williams, I think. Oh, did they? Re- oh, it yeah. was there. That was during their down, their um, their fall, correct? Because yeah. Bottas, I know they're talking about like Bottas had a couple, po- or scored consistently with the uh, Williams. Yeah. So they just kind of fell from grace, but yeah, I mean now, 
I mean, now you have Haas fit, uh, in qualifying Fifth. at least finishing P7 and P5, oh, yeah. which just blew everyone away, especially me, especially that, us. Like that set the the precedent for that. Or I guess that that should have set the precedent for how crazy this race is going to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like we predicted that none of the Haas drivers <laughs> weren't going to score any points. Yeah, and, my and what was Matt your... went, hold my beer. Here's P P5. Here's P5. Like, what, okay. what was your what was your uh qualifying prediction qualifying predictions i had max lewis charles and lewis really disappointed me this week but okay snuck in on the podium <laughs> max lewis charles um i had max carlos charles no no, no. max carlos checko i'm sorry yeah yeah we both failed in the max yeah yeah uh i uh, overestimated two you had two of the people right i had two of the people right but placements only correct oh no i didn't get no placements yeah no placements i only had one i well i guess technically i had two of the people right too okay placements were wrong so zero points no zero points yeah but i i overestimated carlos you overestimated lewis and we both underestimated yeah. charles charles yeah yeah i knew charles was gonna be good but not yeah definitely underestimated like how he was gonna come out and like the pace and um his ability to drive and compete with max was not at all what i was expecting but i'm here for it um as you can <laughs> see i'm i'm all about it he's drinking call, the kool-aid call, call me a bandwagon call me whatever but i've always been a ferrari boy in my heart <laughs> Ferrari's always been my favorite car growing up, so you don't know me. I love the red. Too. That's my favorite color. Let's go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the we both we both underestimated Charles. Uh, I knew he had pace, but I guess it was just a hater in me because I also have a side bet with uh, Emily, my girlfriend. We, I, I'm 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 back in Max. She's back in Charles, and so. I was like, I'm just gonna be a hater, and now I'm one zero to that. Yeah, because because Charles is looking fast, bro. That car, that car, dude. It's it's gotta be the width that like <laughs> side pods give it an extra like point one boost. It's it's speed. thick with three C's. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's how we like them. <laughs> cut that. Cut that. <laughs> Bro, I put on these glasses, but you go someone else. <laughs> you guys can't see Timmy, but he looks like he just came from my eye appointment. <laughs> oh, I need to take these off. I'm a different person with them on. I can't. He looks. Can't. He looks like he's doing his best uh, Ray Charles impersonation. <laughs> I can't do that the whole episode. I, I gotta. I gotta relax a little bit <laughs> i was like i look cool i gotta talk cool <laughs> but uh yeah uh i i overestimated carlos and the fact that i thought he would get the, the handle of um the car the quickest but he's even said going into qualifying ending qualifying going into the race and now hearing his thoughts after the race he's like tripled down on the fact that he's way behind charles this is the most he's ever been so maybe that also adds to the how much we are underestimating Charles because the boy I is mean, cooking today. 
Charles definitely he is showing why Ferrari paid him and mm-hmm. gave him the money to be uh, their number one driver. And he's definitely proved it throughout this weekend and put everyone like kind of on notice, like, hey, I'm here, like with this car, like I'm gonna be up top most of the time. So you think be... you think he he was like able to sleep knowing that's a great question. Cause like you know how Friday night they're like, oh, we were sandbagging. We got we had to like hide some like hide yeah. our like keep our, our cards close to our chest. Hmm. Saturday, he's like, I get to lay it out on the table. Oh, I would be knowing how like fast his car is, I think I wouldn't be able to sleep. If I was Charles. I think he slept well though going into the race. Like I, like, I probably know. going into the like, race. It's so like, it's so tough. Like you never really know. I, eventually you get you have to get sleep because you're just pure exhaustion. But yeah. he probably was like up a couple hours with the adrenaline thinking about the race. I'd be so geeked Especially if I knew. Especially starting pole. Yeah. yeah. So now we're going into the race. Jump straight to great, like jumping straight into it. Um, what are some of your like initial thoughts? Um, like overall. Alpha, overall like biggest surprises team wise Haas and Alpha for me like uh definitely underestimated how they were going to perform and their driver's ability biggest disappointments are definitely McLaren who we both put at a for sure like cruising fourth team but now look to be bottom three if uh... not bottom two like they are not looking good at all I thought Lando would be able to at least like somewhat carry them, but like that car is just not good. Like it's not where it needs to be to be able to be competing. So it'll be really interesting how throughout the season, what they do, because they're going to have to make some drastic changes to be able to get back up to like where they want to be. They got to update their Google. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <It is. laughs> the Google Chrome was a downgrade. Yeah not a very good upgrade to that car and also another disappointment but you're more high on them than i was was aston martin yeah obviously they didn't have uh sebastian vettel this race so we'll see how that is when he comes back after he recovers from covid but i think well actually strolls did end up pretty well so maybe not they weren't maybe they I weren't think, that big of a disappointment i think they set their precedent um but before getting to aston martin, i want to address the mclaren i don't think they're bottom two necessarily i do maybe agree with the bottom three though um are like i for sure agree that they're not the clear fourth team like how we pre pre preseason predicted it but the mclaren being bottom two i think williams also had a bad day i guess latifi had a bad day mm-hmm. um aston martin had a bad day and um mclaren would be right on three so i think they're going off of today only would be bottom bottom of the half for sure or bottom of the grid for sure but yeah no but getting into aston martin i do i yeah they had a tough day hulk i hulk had a pretty was doing not bad in the beginning of the race if i remember correctly like he was ahead of stroll and then he like locked up or whatnot i forget what not locked up but had a little thing happen and then Stroh ended up taking over, and then it looking at the wherever they finished, Stroh just ended yeah, up holding Stroll, him Stroll actually performed pretty well. Uh, he like I, there's no official stats on like overtakes. We kind of had to do like uh, lap by lap. 
I think analysis and like kind of like guess if it was an overtake or a pit stop, but I counted a nine for him. So like crypto, he, he raced well. He raced well. Crypto does a uh, crypto.com. They do an overtake award. So they take the, they do the stats, but it doesn't come out. So a couple of days later, I think they have yeah. to watch everything. That's why. But yeah, this is just like a quick, quick mathing of it all. Uh, I actually want to talk about the, the Valtteri Bottas revenge tour. Him yes, starting, sir. him starting six, right next to Lewis Hamilton. I, I, I seen on a, a bunch of like Reddit memes that my favorite so far is the. Why am I blanking the movie? Fast and Furious. I was thinking okay. initial. I was thinking initial D. <laughs> <laughs> the him driving off and then him driving right back on next to Lewis. <laughs> fair long, fair long, my friend. Just kidding. <laughs> fair right. well. Why are you back? <laughs> But yeah, him finishing above um, George in qualifying was, I don't want to say it's a big like FU or like a like statement, him sticking a finger, but it's it's him making a statement. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm not crazy. Yeah. And I also didn't get booted you know, yeah. on my own terms. But I, yeah, I think that's, that was good for him. That's for sure a big confidence dub or like, for him like himself i don't know if it was george dropping the ball or vouchery putting a lap together for qualifying but when it came to the race everything kind of evened out you know i think george... it was a little bit of both i think george kind of george in that car or he's still trying everyone's still trying to figure out the cars they they do have problems that the mercedes team mercedes right now is the third best car on the track which was not what we we're any i don't think anyone was just expecting they knew it was mm-hmm. gonna not perform but i don't think they were expecting ferrari to be as good as they were i did <laughs> <laughs> i know no. i think <laughs> i think um but he definitely underperformed in qualifying and Bottas kind of like punched above his uh weight class i think mercedes knew how in trouble they were but it's almost yeah. like the boy who cries wolf because mm-hmm. every every year going into testing during the last um, regs, they're like, oh, they have a stronger car. We're on the back foot. You know, it's not looking good. Yeah. And then they clear they clear house. It's it's not the case this year. You know, I'm, we might be way too early, you know, fast forward. So the end of the, the season. first race. Yeah. Like, who cares? But, but it is like. This this proves that they're it, the sandbags weren't all like in our heads. They yeah. they do have problems. Mercedes isn't the untouchable like deities that they once were, and so I think they knew how in trouble they were. I and mean, when we're all like, "Hey, no, you guys aren't. No, you yeah. guys you guys are fine." And then qualifying happened. We're like, "Oh," <laughs> and well, then the, not. the race happened, and we're like, "Oh," up until the last couple laps, and then some other team took our attention for how how they they dropped the ball or how their race ended and so you know one's misfortune is another team's good fortune and so you know all of a sudden mercedes is three and four so when we do look back on this um the season you know five years from now or ten years from now and we're all like oh yeah see mercedes weren't like way off pace to begin with they're like no they only third, got the fourth and fifth because of third Red, and fourth. Oh, no, it's at yeah. third, third and fourth because of Red Bull's misfortune. 
yeah i think uh i mean i told you this yeah we'll we'll, we'll get to that shortly don't don't you worry we'll get to your misfortune real soon uh but to c- carry off your mercedes point like i told you like i was like expecting and waiting for lewis to rock lead drop anchors yeah days and just like boosh just kidding like just kidding. one baby but he took off the sandbags took off the ankle weights and it was just kind of just like it's like oh <laughs> oh that's that's not a lot like yeah you, you guys are really behind like really, yeah so it's a long season a lot of races they got t- they don't have a lot of time but they i believe that they'll be able to figure it out hopefully but it's gonna be tough like ferrari i feel is only gonna get better Red Bull needs to make sure they plug in their cars <laughs> for the so race. <laughs> what, it, what it seems like going strictly off of, you know, race one is Ferrari has the most complete package. Yes. They have reliability nails. They didn't have any huge major hiccups during testing either in Barcelona or Bahrain and then even into practice and now qualifying in race. You know, everything went pretty smoothly for the most part. Best um, pit stop. Yep. Um, and, but then Red Bull, everyone thought they were the gold standard, like speed wise. And then all of a sudden now we're throwing, they have reliability issues. Yes. And then there's Mercedes who reliability doesn't seem to be an issue quite yet, but uh, I feel like looking at other Mercedes teams, you, you could start like really overanalyzing and seeing some things, but I think that's not a worry for them right now. What is a worry is just like performance. Yeah. Yeah. Their pace and yeah. their car just isn't up to like the top standards that yeah. Ferrari's at right now. Especially but, how clear Ferrari is. Yeah I, yeah. I think that's a really, really fair analysis of how the teams are expect after race one. And we'll see how they develop throughout the year. Because um, Charles put together a lap. The top three weren't even a tenth apart, like, you know, super close yeah super super close and And so if charles is having not charles but if carlos is having trouble because he was saying that he all of a sudden like clicked it together during qualifying and like got that time but if it's taking him up until that and he is still matching max who's putting together pretty like clean lap for himself who is also still losing to charles that shows how clear that ferrari is above like Checo, who I think the gap was point two, or not not point. Yeah, it was it was two tenths, mm-hmm. and so that 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 car is fast. Car has got yeah. pace. It is legit, like no joke. Like you'd think that from testing that uh, Red Bull and Mercedes were gonna take the sandbags off, like we said, mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, and then Ferrari would sit somewhere in third, maybe be really close to second, but sandbags are off and they're still like ahead one or two steps ahead of red bull and mercedes so it's ah, glad i picked them (laughs) glad glad i joined i hopped on the uh, ferrari train my constructors predictions looking kind of tough uh well mine's i got number one correct (laughs) that's mercedes gotta i think it's gonna be a mercedes red bull i don't know uh Ferrari Red Bull one two. I think it's gonna yeah that that'll. I hope I hope Red Bull figures this crap out. Yeah. Going into Red Bull, Talking the absolute about Red pain. Bull. Um, I guess we shouldn't start with Red Bull if we're being real thorough. We should actually start with 
Alpha Tauri. Okay. Because Pierre Gasly, you know, they they all share the same Honda Honda slash Red Bull powertrains engine. Gasly ended up having that that fire that his car yeah. just shut off. It, it that's what kicked it off the whole um, yellow flag. Um, or virtual safety car and then regular safety car. But it, he was literally just driving, went over a little bit of curb, not even a bunch of like curb, wasn't super aggressive. And then the car just shut off. Mm-hmm. And we were even like recording our reactions. And I said, it sounded like a dying vacuum. Yeah. It just, just, just off. And then caught on fire. Yeah. And they caught on fire too. <laughs> and like, <laughs> we were joking. We we're like, oh, like, this is like Christian Horner calling up Afatari saying, so like, turn the car off so we can, like, you know, close the gap. And then all of a sudden, Max. <laughs> it's too soon. Perez. I don't want to talk about it. And then <laughs> Perez. Perez. So, what, what basically happened was after qualifying, Red Bull forgot to plug in their cars, engines all the way. So they went into the race with like 80, 90%. And then the last lap, they're, they hit zero and it just, <laughs> their cars. Oh my gosh. Those are some of like Red Bull, <laughs> Red Bull power engines got some of the funniest memes right now on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Top, top tier memes right there. Can I get 57 laps of reliable engine? Best I could do is 56. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> if you don't know Fred, Fred is a big, big I like both of your drivers. Yeah, big Red Bull driver fan. He loves even, Max. He loves Sergio. So I don't want to say I'm a big Red Bull guy, but seeing as who I like support, I like Max. I like Checo. Just kind of by default, you like yeah. You, you are a Red Bull guy. And then I also like Christian. I know a lot of people hate Christian, but I think Christian is like, if I was a team manager, I'd be just as toxic as Christian. Yeah. You would. <laughs> <laughs> you would. And so I, 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 I guess I am a Red Bull fan. So this hurts. This one, yeah. this is another kick in the face, a kick in the chest. <sighs> as a Charger fan, you know this all, all too well. Oh, getting to the end and just psych. Yeah. Looking, looking like you're gonna pull it out, come through, and then they just pull the rug right underneath you. <laughs> so exciting! The whole race, I was like, "We're gonna do this, Max. We're all right." And then at the end, I'm standing on my chair because I'm upset. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what hurts more. Like the Max thing, obviously, like hurt. Like I got over that quickly because, like, oh no, Checo can hold out, and it'll be okay. All like. All of my, like, um, I guess my my happiness, my F1 happiness was reliant on, like, or it wasn't reliant, but was on Checo's shoulders. And then all of a sudden, his car just turned off, too. So that one hurt, I think, a little more. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I can get both, you know, celebrate both drivers. Oh, no, I can only celebrate one driver. <laughs> oh, no, I can't celebrate anything. They went from second and fourth place points to then third place points to then no points at all like it just terrible last five laps i think that's when max uh ended up having to go into the pit i think so too uh last five laps for red boys not not great i tweeted on on our on our redefined twitter account that the max pain meme and pain pain Pain. absolute pain (sighs) 
the but however what was in pain was watching max and charles go at it yes that definitely the most exciting part of the whole that had me hyped so so much we were going crazy it was during uh i want to say somewhere between like lap 18 or like lap 15 to like lap 20 i can't remember exactly when but it It was was pretty early on yeah uh it was max and charles going back and forth for first place uh max would have the drs overtake charles down the main straight but then after i think it's turn four there's another drs zone where charles would stay close and be able no, to no, it's, it's it's going um it's going into turn four. Oh, it's going into turn four yeah. that drs zone. Yeah. so then he's able to he was able to then slingshot his way back into uh first place and that went on for two straight laps looking like it was going to uh go on for third but or three straight laps but then max ended up uh, no it did go up. for it did go for three the third one is the one where he locked up and then the fourth well, i was talking about like uh max going into first and then charles slink shot in his way back oh max locked up going into turn one on I the see, third lap yeah so he wasn't able to complete the overtake very entertaining uh if anything it showed us that this year you can you can do really really good wheel to wheel uh racing yeah shout like round of applause people that run f1 making these changes it's gonna make real entertaining real exciting racing these cars not even like we can we're obviously probably gonna majority focus on the max and charles because it was first and second but there was battles up and down the grid. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk later how McLaren, they had their struggles, but even Danny Rick, he had uh, a, I don't want to call it like crazy beautiful, but a pretty solid overtake. I forget around who he went through, around the outside of somebody, but there was, there was incidences like from the top to the bottom that racing will happen. And it's not going to be only DRS overtakes, which there was, like Lewis, once Lewis, I think after his second stop, he started, you know, just DRS cooking on a couple guys. Yeah. But there was like, tr- like not just one turn and then, oh, the overtake's done. It was going back to back for three, four turns in a row. And it wasn't, oh, I'm safe in this DRS zone, but the next DRS zone, I'm not. It's every DRS zone is now you have to defend and be wary about it almost every turn too because mm-hmm. Bottas had a turn or an overtake i think and turn 10 and like the commentators like you don't usually see an overtake in uh turn 10 like that's not a spot that is usually like drivers are looking forward or looking for an overtake mm-hmm. so it kind of just goes more to show that's like you got to be real real defensive on pretty much every turn yeah uh going through the season so it's going to be really fun to watch and even defending like um it wasn't uh oh, they have to do some squarely tactics to defend. Mm-hmm. It was literally down to if they get traction or whatnot coming out the corner. Because yeah. I think Alex Alba and we're like, oh, he's going to get got. And then we're like, wait a minute, he hasn't got got yet. He's holding off. Excuse me, he's defending. And then he ended up getting got. And then I think he lost two places in the span of two laps or something like that. Mm-hmm. But we were like, wow, this this." I wasn't expecting this to last for so long. Yeah. Usually I think last year I would have expected um, one spot, they get the overtake done. And then if the second guy behind him also doesn't follow him through, 
then he has to wait to that same exact spot in the next lap. But this one, it was attack, 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 which is crazy. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. But I think if you really analyze the Charles and Max thing, Charles stayed so calm. I think it, that just makes it so scary how calm he was. He's like, <laughs> I just in the veins. Dog. He's even talking about at the end of the. Um, I listened to some of the, the post race interviews, and he was saying how he would break early so he could get the DRS detection going, the second DRS zone going into turn four, like how um he would just like come back on Max. Yeah, and he was he was setting this up. This wasn't like he wasn't stressing out about it, and even it, you could see it while watching the cars. You you never felt like oh Max is pulling away as much as i want to have the max bias i was like "Mm, please max please (laughs) but you know once once the third try and he ended up locking up i was like oh there it goes something crazy is gonna have to happen for us to like you know have another go at it and then the restart happened charles absolutely nailed the restart yeah and just pulled clear yeah i mean charles had the race in the bag like 12 laps left in the race and then Gasly gifted Red Bull uh, a safety. Car. I don't think it's it's gifted. I think he like forewarned him. Something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Bad omen. So and then Christian is like, shh. Thank you, Pierre. <laughs> should have should have heard the warning. I know, Max was complaining like two two whole laps. Oh about, yeah, like, but he... there's something wrong with this car, and and they're like, we're detecting nothing. Just keep racing, Max. Don't worry about it. So, hearing them say that, and then hearing what they're saying after the race, like I haven't watched press conferences after the race, but I'm just hearing their like initial thoughts, like um, interviews throughout the paddock. But it doesn't sound like they want to straight up blame honda or red bull powertrains just quite yet it sounds like they're dancing around the thing um pierre had made a sound like everything had just shut off so he didn't just say car he said everything or like not in a car but he didn't just single out the engine um max specifically had um said the fuel there's a fuel injection problem mm. so they doesn't sound like they want to blame the honda engine just quite yet so Maybe something else in that shared system is going going haywire. Yeah, well, Pierre did catch fire, so it's possible that um, I don't know all the techs that's in the car, but maybe the we fire need a Sam started. Collins. Yeah, yeah. So, but I I'm thinking maybe like the fire started before like you could visually see it, and that's like what shut the car off because they have like a safety measure or something. That's mm-hmm. what that's what I'm thinking that's possible, but it. You definitely can't blame Honda just yet one race, even though it's like three possible engine failures. It's just a weird coincidence because throughout a whole season, like three engine fail- failures is kind of, I don't know if that's like um, normal or if that's like kind of typical. So uh, I, I wouldn't know either. It's, it's hard to say, but I was in like, Honda's like a big sponsor. You can't go like pointing fingers right away one race in at your uh, engine supplier you gotta keep them happy well so i don't probably think, a little political game going on too i don't think they want to they don't they don't have to worry as much about like upsetting them because they're not an outright sponsor anymore because they pulled out of oh they're not one. yeah 
but they they I think the Honda name is still attached to said engine, okay. Even though it's under the Red Bull powertrains, however, I don't think they want to, you know, sour the relationship because they're still getting help from Honda as yeah, much exactly. as they want to say Honda pulled out. It's a little yeah yeah the, the politics a little yeah. political game. You got millions and millions of dollars going into these teams. You don't you don't want to lose a you don't want to lose a bankroll. Or yeah, a, and I. Uh, someone's giving you money <laughs> yeah but we i had mentioned earlier about the restart charles nailed the restart um killed it max also kind of fumbled the restart yeah by taking he forced himself into a really weird it's, angle into the it's last like turn. he was being a pest when he didn't need to yeah like he it yeah it was reminding me a lot of the last race with uh him and lewis and uh-huh. like how he was kind of like uh being a pest to lewis and he was kind of doing the same thing to charles the difference is uh charles wasn't on 20 plus lap old tires and matches yeah. on new ones so he I, yeah charles just killed it like you said he nailed it took the best angle possible going into that um to that last turn and max kind of like screwed himself up making it a lot harder on himself i don't want to say it was 100 on him like I, I do think the line he took was very odd like they had mentioned it on a commentary that there, he had narrowed his line yeah and charles had just taken the full correct line through the corner but there's also we had mentioned like max had his issues and uh, it was he was complaining about steering during the race so maybe that even like played into it, but I just nothing he didn't very if he got a grade for the restart, it'd be like a C. Even maybe not even that. Another winner off of the restart. Uh, I don't want to say he won off the restart because he won technically further down would be Carlos. Because mm. Carlos ended up snaking the second spot. You know, it was a one-two for Ferrari, but it, it wasn't directly off of the restart. Um, Carlos had a great restart and was pressuring Max, but I guess you, the Max fan and Red Bull like um, fanboy in me is like giving him the benefit of the doubt. If he didn't, you know, engine didn't turn off, then Max holds him off for second place. But I agree. Max, been... Max had second place pretty much locked up. Yeah. Um, Carlos like challenged him a little bit down the main street, but Max was able to then kind of pull ahead and then start really pushing for Charles. But Charles just had – dude, he was on today. He was on this whole weekend. He had yeah. the pace and everything, so he was able to just pull away from everyone else. The The start of the race, I guess Max Max and Lewis – not Max and Lewis. I'm so used to saying that because of last year. But Max and Charles, they had pretty clean starts. Charles jumped across pretty um, expectantly to cover off. I don't understand why they do that. If I if I was pole, I would want the better line for the first turn. I don't want the first like they they put the car so they put a the pole position on the racing line, but the racing line isn't always the best turn or best position going into turn one. Like in Bahrain, it's a right turn for the first turn. So Max was you know P two, he had the line. So that's why Charles jumped from left to all the way over. So that doesn't make sense to me, but you know, that's, that's happened before. That's not like out of the norm. I don't know. I don't understand why sometimes Max can get these crazy starts, but sometimes he gets these very like 
doo-doo starts. This one wasn't a doo-doo start. Um, it looked like Checo had a bad start, but I guess it was just how he was defending because Carlos pushed or like kind of squeezed him and then Hamilton snuck by him. Um, but the biggest loser on the start ended up being, in my opinion, the biggest gainer of everything, which was Guan Yu Zhou. And he started P14, but at the end of lap one, he was P19. And that's because I think he had an anti-style issue like off of the start. Bottas also suffered a really, really terrible start. Yeah. He started at P6, and then by the end of lap one, he was down at P12 or P14, if yeah. I remember so, correctly. So both cars just had terrible starts. Uh, I thought Carlos also had a slow start. Yeah, he did, but it, he didn't lose crazy positions. No, but yeah, yeah he – like, off off jump, he – all the cars were moving, and he was kind of like – yeah. <laughs> still still getting it going i think that's why checo had the bad start though because Checo's start wasn't terrible but when he got up to carlos who was already defending carlos had squeezed him and so then checo reacted and yeah. checo lost that to both him and lewis and even um i think lewis's starts don't get talked about enough like last year in abu dhabi he absolutely murdered max on the the, the reaction time like he put yeah. a whole tent on him this this you know, this race, he absolutely murdered the start. Such a, I think he's, I don't know if I want to call him underrated starter, but pretty quick starter. He's a good starter. That's definitely yeah. something I've noticed about him too, is his starts are usually really consistent and one of the best. On yeah. The um, but going back to both alpha cars, I think we talked about, you know, the Valtteri Bottas revenge tour. But let's give a quick round of applause to Guan Yu Zhou and, you know, debut scoring points for yes, not sir. only for him, but like for his country, for China. The first ever like Chinese driver on the grid, first ever race got, you know, granted it's only one point, but it's still a point. It's one, yeah. it's one more point than I thought he was going to get the whole season. Exactly. Same. Race one. I thought he was the last driver. Uh, I just want to say sorry to everyone that I doubt that I doubted coming up to the season. It was um, just a prank, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, uh, did not think that he was gonna start out this hot. I thought he was gonna take uh, a couple. I thought he was gonna take a couple races to get used to. But man, he he really the whole took advantage race. of yeah. the opportunities, and he he had some really good overtakes. Every every time I look back at the um the timing screen, oh, which I, I have a I have a. I have a point later to, to bring up, but every time they would show the the placements of all the drivers, I was like, wow, Guan Yu Zhou's right there, right under Bottas. Yeah. I look away and I look back. I was like, wait, he's still kind of close to Bottas. What's happening? He's not getting dropped. This is crazy. And so I started like paying attention. I was like, oh, wow, he's actually making moves. Okay, Guan Yu Zhou. And the Alpha car looked pretty, or Alpha um, Romero. They, that car looked pretty racy. Yeah, it looked good. Uh, it allowed Bottas to qualify really high, but it also allowed them to race pretty well too. And I believe out of everyone, out of team-wise, I think combined they had the most overtakes, I want to say. Uh, yeah, because... I counted uh, Bottas with six, and I think... Um, or, or Joe was... Not Joe. I'm... No, yeah, you had to write Joe. Joe, okay. Yeah. I'm relearning to say his name because Fred <laughs> didn't correct me this 
whole time with me saying Zhao. I thought his name was Zhao, and he never corrected me. So I'm like, all right, I guess that's how it is. So I Zhou. Think, I think we're saying it in the wrong order, though. Five. Zhou yeah. Guan Yu. I think that's how you... That's like, Zhou Guan Yu. Yeah. He had six overtakes. Bottas had five. These are rough, rough estimated uh, guesses, not official stats, but that's like what we counted. I think like Alfred Romero, big surprise. I think the biggest surprise for me at least, and maybe for everyone else, was our team, the American team. <laughs> We're so sorry for calling you hot ass please forgive us apology apology we are, we are fully on board and supportive of our <laughs> usa american team hot colors don't run <laughs> usa usa <laughs> but seriously Haas, wow what what a performance from k-mag nick kind of struggled but I mean, he, he, he finished 11th. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Finished 11th, just outside of points. But, and we we're talking during the race that maybe this Haas, because K Mag and Mick were getting kind of overtaken and we're losing places. So we're talking about maybe this car isn't really race. Uh, it doesn't have the race pace. It's mm-hmm. good qualifying pace, but race wise, it doesn't have it. But look at them now. Ended up P5, P11. That's great. That's the best finish that Haas has had in the last two, three years. Yeah. And so. I think I think it's with I don't I don't think it has to be said, but the the fact that they're now fifth, not fifth, or third in the constructors championship, I would have lost my bet. <laughs> i also would have lost my bet i was down to bet my whole team lineup and now it's all screwed i would be because i said i would bet my all my all my money <laughs> on us being dead and now they're 30 instructors now now you'd be you'd be homeless yeah i'd be homeless <laughs> and so this is why betting has downsides i'm not gonna say not bet yeah, because uh, sports or sports king or <laughs> sports boogie or my boogie, yeah, uh, drop kings, uh, <laughs> please sponsor us, yeah. But no, Haas, they they surprised everybody, and I guess nobody who was paying attention because Sam Collins is calling their, their number all weekend, uh, practice, he was calling them since uh, last testing, last week of testing, yeah. So he was saying, uh, here's the video youtube video that i mentioned in the last episode it's like oh haas has like a good car like they'll start out good but i said like the other teams might catch up i don't know about that anymore i think haas is sitting pretty like in the middle of the pack well we'll see because some of these like teams with i don't know haas's facilities but i don't think haas's facilities can compete with what the brand new mclaren race center they just they just opened i think aston martin's creating a whole new like race center so i don't think facilities wise they can keep up but Come that's on, why Gunther, you need to take more <laughs> boat pictures <laughs> gotta get those numbers up baby get him a bigger boat <laughs> no, but, but uh, i mean after this maybe maybe they can start intriguing some big many or big uh big, big money sponsor yeah, yeah. Oh, i don't um, i don't even think uh what's his name sam collins could have predicted no I, yeah i yeah. think he was saying i think he was hinting at like uh close to the, the teens 
one like of maybe them. 11th maybe yeah. 10th uh but more so like in the team so 13th through um i'd say probably 16th was probably yeah. what he was thinking but I, yeah, I don't think anyone anyone expected five. No one. I don't even think Haas expected five. They're like, oh <laughs> my gosh, we did this. I they they could have double point scored if uh, <laughs> it seemed going through this the uh, the overtakes seemed like Guan Yu Zhou put the absolute manners onto Mick a bunch of times, and so that's <laughs> so, what that, so that's what him. kept him out. We counted him for six overtakes, total overtakes. Three of them were on Mick. So <laughs> he was bullying him out yeah. there. So, <laughs> I, like, it, it wasn't just, you know, K-Mag as much as, like, like oh, hats off to K-Mag for the fifth. But, you know, Mick getting 11th on race one shows that they weren't just twiddling their thumbs in the offseason. Yep. When or even even last season when they're like, oh, we're just working on 2022. <laughs> yeah. But now they're like, for real. Maybe not for real as in like, you know, sustaining a third place in the championship. <laughs> but <laughs> no. they're 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 no longer the laughing stock. They're, I, they're, I don't think that they finished 10th is I'll say that. Yeah, I think I can already I'm hopefully this prediction is right. I'll make another pass. When, <laughs> when we're making our reviews, we're going to be like, man, we were so dumb for saying Haas was 10th. That's that's my new prediction. Now, now you got to double down and bet Haas not 10th. <laughs> so either way, you win. Exactly. But uh, any other points that you want to bring up? For the race, uh, I think, no. We talked about everything that I had notes on. Okay, so before we get into our awards, I want your final rating. Out of 10. On this race? On the race. I didn't think about this. You didn't give me 10. <laughs> Out of 10? Out of 10. I got to give it a solid... I want to give it a solid 9 out of 10. Wow, that's crazy. A 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. I, I think a lot of it has to do with because of how much time uh, we're spending on the podcast and like diving into the F1 world. That's I've got make... to be way into the sport. Now. I am so invested. <laughs> I am so in it. Oh my <laughs> God. Like uh, I was um, really, I was a fence. I was on the fence the whole time. Like I would say like um, even like getting to COVID the way I would watch races, I'd watch the, I would watch the start, watch the first couple laps then I'd go make food, uh, go on my phone, kind of have it in the background. Mm-hmm. Then uh, once I heard someone like would take a pit stop, I would kind of come back in, watch to see if anyone fumbled or messed up. Yeah. And then uh, I'd see if anyone was able to take any places or whatever, see how the couple laps went, then go back and then come back again and watch like the final 10 laps or whatever. Like that's how I watched the races. Like there's like the first like full race start to finish <laughs> i was in it I, you, you, like when we released that video you didn't see it i'm like locked in i'm just like oh <laughs> so, oh like and fred's uh dude fred called this he, he said i want to get you into f1 <laughs> i'm gonna get you really really into f1 and i'm like that's never gonna happen you're not gonna get me like good try and he's like hey you want to do an f1 podcast and now i'm like <laughs> foaming at the mouth like give me f1 <laughs> like as um i just want to say like as a football fan this is the perfect complimentary sport because 
you, you have yeah you have a dead period of a month because you have the super bowl at, or like a month and a half you have the super bowl at the beginning of february and then you have a start of testing in early march no no, no. and uh oh you have testing in late february yeah like february. So, like you you have like less than a month of a month of like what the hell am I going to do with my time without yeah. watching sports? Like if you're like a big sports fan like this, and then this takes you all the way up to November, which is if, midway point of the football. And then you, then you get into really, really good football of the ending seasons and then playoffs. And then it brings you right back to the start of F1. Like these, <laughs> these sports complement each other so much. And like, as a person that just loves sports and spends pretty much all his off time watching sports, like these two are, they're perfect for each other the gap between or the the downtime that you would experience if f1 and football were your only two sports would still be shorter than uh tom brady's retirement yes (laughs) (laughs) tom brady realized that he did not want to spend more time with his family it took him longer before uh f1 or the gap between football and f1 yeah yeah but (laughs) I, <laughs> those memes were funny <laughs> <laughs> tom's like i gotta spend the rest of my life with this family i'm going back to football what are you doing grunk yeah. <laughs> so or those, those are funny too it's like what's this about you going to joe burrow no 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 no, no. <laughs> you're staying so, in tampa with me son <laughs> so you got you got the race rated a nine out of ten yeah, the only reason why I don't have it a 10 out of 10 is because uh, the first like uh, first race I turned on and watched was Pierre Gasly's first oh. win. So it's like that was my first race into Formula One. And I was like, this is the best sport ever. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, that was crazy. And, and you, I remember you were like, that's not every race. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Lower I wish. expectations. I wish. <laughs> so that's how. That's like what really got me hooked into it. And then I would also probably give uh, Sergio Perez win a ten out of ten. A secure so, one. Yeah. So those are the kind of races that I give a ten out of ten. This was a great race. It, it was a banger. Really. Yeah. It was a great way to start the season, but I wouldn't give it a ten out of ten. Uh, I gave it, or I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of, out of 10. Yeah. 8.5 only because (laughs) (laughs) this is completely unbiased answer. There's no bias in this answer whatsoever, but I'm docking 0.5 because Max got out. All I'm saying all I'm saying is it would have been better if there was a couple overtakes or like threatening for the last couple laps. But you know, we had would, to... would have been a nine if Red Bull actually finished, would have been a 10 if Max somehow pulled it off. I'm not gonna deny nor verify that you're right, Divi. <laughs> <laughs> but I've given it an 8.5 nonetheless. Uh the the biggest thing that I realized is so for for racing, since it is such a like I, they're all excited. Um, I'm gonna like you know take a couple steps back here, but during the race, there the commentary had mentioned, oh, we're at whatever lap without like all 20 cars still, and I think that's still early in the race. I don't think anyone was expecting you know all 20 cars perfectly fine 
to finish the race because uh, new regs and how practice there was a whole bunch of like um you know alpine had their side pods ripping off alpha had um technical difficulties and whatnot so i think most people were expecting at least one or two dnfs but once it got to that point late in the race we're like wow you know it's just going and going and going there was starting to develop a little bit of like islands i almost call it like you know max and charles are on the own island in the front um island here island there and whatnot but it felt like it took a lot longer in the race before it got to that this, yeah. this year's regs it felt like it was oh oh they're gonna do it this 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 is when charles and max fight you know they they went through their fight and they're like dang oh this is happening now in in whatever position this fight was happening and then they would switch over to the, the camera direction you know show it and then it would uh be like oh okay okay excitement's gonna die down oh wait wait there's there's there's, there's another fight happening it was like constant but yeah as, like you're saying there's always some type of battle going yeah. on and there's just boom 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 like one after another there wasn't a lot of like overlap where it's like don't show me this show me this yeah. other like battle there's kind of like separate and i'm sure that's how the f1 drivers wrote it up you know they scripted <laughs> it that way <laughs> but also WWE. what you're saying yeah also what you're saying like yeah don't, all 20 cars were perfectly fine until lap 42 i went or 41 of 52 mm-hmm. so or it might have been i think it was a little sooner i think it was like 39 or something yeah but for almost the whole like i thought we were gonna finish the whole race with all 20 like, yeah that would have been crazy but great i just again like huge huge shout out to the f1 uh directors or whoever whoever makes these like official decisions like they nailed it they nailed it they've only made this sport more interesting and more exciting to watch yeah no for sure um so you gave it a nine i'm at 8.5 but you know grand total we both agree it's really a nine (laughs) (laughs) it's it's trending in the right direction oh um i wanted to make a point what the hell race control why why was there like seven laps where they weren't showing the placements? Like on F1 TV, it was like like eight laps me and Tim were like, who's what what places who? Or yeah, wait, well, what, what are the intervals? What are the times? Yeah, we're like, oh no they, one fighting. Like they're what's gonna, going they're on? gonna show it now. Why haven't they showed it? What's happening? They I don't know who runs their the cameras or their director. I don't it's a lot better than last year. Yeah, it's a lot better than last year for sure. So far. But they still have a lot of like, not a lot, but they still have like places and parts of the race where I'm like, don't show me this pit stop. There's someone fighting right now. I don't care if it's for 17th place. I want to see an overtake. I don't want to see a pit stop of an, of strolls. Like, I don't care. The part that, or not the part, but the, the only time that I really was like bothered by the uh, camera direction was there was a three car race. It was. I think it was Bottas, Albon, Joe. Bottas was Bottas and Joe were, you know, coming up on Albon. And then they had like the over like helicopter cam. And you could see Bottas like catching up. And then all of a sudden they cut to Guan Yu Zhou's like helmet visor. And you oh, see it's on board cam. Yeah, yeah. And you see the move happen, but it's like a really just like it happens so fast. All you see is like whoop whoop. And you're like, wait, what happened? 
and you have to listen to the commentators. Oh, Bottas put on a move, blah blah blah. And I was like, what? I didn't see it. All I saw was a flash. So I, I was, wish I wish I saw it. Like, the, yeah, it was really cool. Like, but I said, I saw Joe's perspective. Don't of, get me wrong. I think turn. that camera is sick. I think that camera angle is like one hundred, the dopest camera angle of all of sports. But. I don't, there's a time and place for it. Show me it when they're, you know, doing a hot lap. Don't show me it when they're overtaking and you're showing someone else's perspective. Like, I want the helicopter cam. But, I didn't yeah. see this race. I still, I hope they have it because it was kind of like my favorite camera. But the one that had like the display of like the G force they were feeling or like oh. the gear that they're on, you're, and, like, you're... Their, their gas and brake um, uh, pressure. Like, I really like that one. You like the, the AWS? stats some people hated those really yeah there's, oh, there's like there's a dude, good I'm, chunk of people who hate those oh well I, i'm a i'm a numbers guy i'm a, I'm a data nerd so <laughs> i i loved it i i love seeing like because it's like you don't think about that you're just like uh oh they're just like a driving car or, I think like, the going really was fast. Cool. but like the g-force is like you like dude like you go on a roller coaster and you feel like those g-force like those are the turns that they are feeling or like the for force that they're feeling laps, on those turns. 60 laps yeah. yeah for two hours so it takes a huge strain on your body. I like seeing the gas and brake um, inputs. I think that's really cool. Also, kind of like being into racing sims, it's like, how, how do they take this corner? Like, <laughs> when, when do they put on the gas? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I won't spin out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So those were our quick um, thoughts on the race. Now we're going to be giving out an awards. First award being the Dale Earnhardt Award, the driver of the day. Um, we're going to list some options then tim and i are going to tell you who we ended up choosing uh for the first award the options are kevin magnuson for his fifth charles leclerc for the win obviously guan yu Zhou for his impressive debut and snake in a 10th and lewis hamilton for somehow i am inevitable sneaking a podium um I'll go first on this one. I went with, as an apology, as a peace offering to Haas, you guys get my first Dale Earnhardt Award. K-Mag gets my first Dale Earnhardt Award because, you know, I was hyped during qualifying that he got, uh, what, seventh? Yeah. Yeah. So I was hyped that he got that. And I was like, you know, he probably falls out, maybe fights for ninth, trying to hold on to 10th or something. But fifth? You know, granted, it came off of, other misfortune but i'll take you know my little silver linings k mag for fifth that gets my uh my driver of the day because he may not have been like threatening the, the top four cars but he defended the first couple laps against uh, hamilton and then russell you know granted he was still getting used to the car again and then later in the race he ends up putting moves on gasly and i think also I want to say Alonzo. I think he put a move on Alonzo, but I'm not, I'm not sure. For me, uh, my, my vote, my pick for driver of the day is going to the winner. Uh, Charles Leclerc uh, is driver of the weekend, pretty much finished pole and qualifying and then stay true. It's crazy how when he doesn't shoot himself in the foot and he gets pole position, <laughs> he's able to maintain pole position. Yeah. Uh, he But he had a great race. He had a great battle with Max. He was able to defend and then re-overtake first position uh, numbers or the three times when they're, or the, yeah, the three times that they're fighting. 
And then he just he just had the pace. He had way more pace than everyone else, and he really showed it. So that's he why hit, I gave him driver of the day or the Dale and Hart award. He hit a grand slam. He had the pole, race win, and fastest lap. Fastest lap, yeah. Yeah. So like, is that the triple crown in F one? I guess yeah. 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 That's what um, I'm calling it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's another thing, but we'll go with the triple crown. Uh, we're American podcast. <laughs> triple crown. <laughs> <laughs> the next award being the highest IQ play, the Peyton Manning Award. Uh, the options are Charles for his race tactics, defending against Max, uh, letting Max, you know, within enough range so he could keep DRS going into turn four or even the restart. He wasn't even bothered by Max. He said, I am the leader. I'm just going to take what's what I like, what belongs to me. So he's option one, option two, his whole team, Ferrari, their, their plan, they covered off everything from when Max and Checo had their last stops. Uh, they brought in Carlos to defend that all their pits were under three seconds. They, they just, as a team, they were a well-oiled machine. So we had to give them a shout as well, but then third, I guess this is also technically Ferrari because they have ties to Alpha, but we're giving it to Alpha for they if they allowed their team, they called they they had the right pit calls in order to get Bottas and Guan Yuzhou into the points, even after both of them having horrid starts. You know, Bottas falling out of top 10 to out of the points, Guan Yuzhou going from 14th to 19th, and all of a sudden, you know, what did uh sixth and tenth finish? Sixth and tenth. So that's they 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 needed a like a little bit of shine too but i went with uh charles leclerc just because i agree with your last statement that he was the driver of the day but i had to give the k magnet for as apologies and also i didn't want to double up because he was going to get the highest iq with with like from me without a doubt the way he raced he stayed so calm wasn't even bothered by max and he just he he looked like the returning world champion. He did, which is scary. Yeah. But you know, didn't even blink, not even flinch. And so that's why I gave him my IQ. I'm giving it to the Alfa Romero team. They their pit stops seem to be perfect. Uh, they seem to have the strategy that really positioned both drivers really well to be able to overtake the cars in front of them and also maintain the positions that they had and uh, allow them to be able to get points. They'd be able to finish uh, 6th and 10th, like you said. Both of them, unfortunately, had terrible starts, but somehow they're able to uh, get back and score good points for the team. So that's why I gave that team the highest, the Peyton Manning Award. Um, Going on to the third um, award, the Meme of the Weekend. we had mentioned when we first introduced the awards, uh, it could either be a driver, a team, or situation. So we went with option one being Red Bull Power. Any meme that has to deal with the last, you know, was it 15, not 15, 14 laps, because it even includes the Alpha Tower thing. So any meme that includes them, sadly, is up there. McLaren as a whole, that, that, at that team, it was pretty. You could meme on them from the Google wheels to just the horrid showing that they did. Um, what else? Haas, 
the it, memes don't have to be bad, by the way. Memes could be good. It so be good memes. Yeah. yeah. Any any Haas comeback meme? I've seen a a bunch like the Haas official Twitter page is going crazy with the memes right now. <laughs> so they as um, they should. Yeah, like this is this is their Super Bowl as of up until now. Uh, that that's option three and option four is the Mercedes um, situation. But it at first I was thinking about the Bottas part of it, but now we're going to switch it to, uh, I've watched the uh, um, post-race interviews with Max and I think Toto. And it seems as if they're like chuckling to themselves, seeing the misfortune of uh, Red Bull. So it, we're, we're going to be putting up the Mercedes Call somebody call the ambulance, somebody call the ambulance, but not for me. <laughs> so we're we're going that with option four. Who who did you choose to me? For the meme of the weekend, you gotta go with the clear favorite. You gotta go for the misfortune of others as a toxic uh <laughs> sports fan. Red Bull engine power failure, forgetting to charge the night of. Uh, Pawn Star only giving them 56 laps of energy. The memes are spicy. The memes are funny. The memes are hot. And I'm really looking forward to the rest of the day when people actually have time to make some high quality memes. Uh, shout out to our Instagram. We will be posting some of these. We'll be posting memes of all of these guys. Yes. But definitely, I will be focusing on the uh, Red Bull power, power failure memes. So be looking out. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> that chat my ass with that meme god damn it <laughs> i'm obviously not going to choose that one because it hurts <laughs> I, I went i went with the mercedes one it, it, it's it's how i cope with the pain all right you know it is funny that they they i'm not a red bull fan <laughs> it's the meme of the weekend's mercedes god damn it not red bull <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's how i do it i'm gonna laugh at it and the best way to laugh at it is looking at it through the mercedes scope of things like ah, ha, 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 ha. you know everyone thought we were gonna suck psych it's, it's red bull but yeah i i i always i will always laugh at the somebody call the ambulance somebody call the ambulance but now nah, for me that's a great one that's a top tier meme for me so that's for the mark sanchez meme yeah. of the weekend award mark sanchez meet mercedes uh on to our fourth award worst performance driver or team uh wasn't really any uh, like options i think uh you know if you want to be real specific you could say red bull power or like issues but we didn't we ended up going with who had a crap showing all weekend it was mclaren but you it could be up to you guys who who you guys deem who is to blame we don't want to start pointing fingers yet, but you know, both Daniel and Lando had tough races. McLaren's car as a whole isn't there all like all together. So yeah. I right. did you oh I have McLaren. I just have McLaren as a whole. That their drivers are good. Can't blame uh Daniel for missing because of COVID and Norris did the best he could. Yeah, I went uh, one step ahead of the team, I went with the whole McLaren organization. Holy crap! Did they fumble the bag? Did they 
do a terrible job with whatever design, whatever ideas that they had for the car. It's it's awful. It's Nate Peterman level, which is why we gave them the Nate Peterman award. Yeah, they took an L on many, many levels. Yeah, but like you said, I personally can't blame Lando. Uh, you, we, we saw it last year, what kind of driver he is, what he can do in a competing car. Can't blame it on Daniel. Unfortunately, he got hit with COVID during literally the second or the three of the six days of testing and getting used to the car. He missed out because of COVID. So, of course, you knew that he was going to kind of come out the gate stumbling a little bit. But that car is just its biggest disappointment, biggest fall uh, for team-wise for me. So, that's why I gave them the Nate Peterman award. Yep. They they get mine as well. Nate Peterman, first driver for McLaren. (laughs) (laughs) But on to our final award, our big body our overtake award. Uh, the options are Guan Yu Zhou, Valtteri Bottas, Charles Leclerc, and Lance Stroll. Uh, I went with the rookie. He ended up, you know, showing out. I went with Guan Yu Zhou. Uh, he had a he had six overtakes, and they weren't easy overtakes by any means. He set them up. They were, you know, he was racing them for turn after turn after turn and he just stayed persistent and got him granted most of them were on mick but still he showed that he's not just a paid driver so yeah i had to give it up to him he seemed comfortable the whole time too yeah uh i went with lance stroll the man himself uh (laughs) we counted again these are rough estimates they're not official numbers but we counted nine overtakes for this man possibly 10 unsure of like uh because we looked at lap to lap of places so you can't really tell if he gained that place because of an overtake or if he gained it uh, via pit stop if the person in front of him only dropped behind him depending on the gaps back there but just to give him the benefit of the doubt we counted most of them as overtakes and so we counted nine of them uh, so they didn't show it as much just because he was at the back end of the grid, not as exciting as uh, Charles or Max finding for first, but nine overtakes, that's a lot. And you get you get the Shaq award from me if you get uh, nine overtakes. Pretty close to a double-digit day. But those are all of our awards. Um, Guan Yu Zhou gets the Shaq from me. Lance Stroke gets the Shaq from uh, Timmy. Any closing thoughts that you you have to say? I have one more apology to give out. One more. Will Buxton. Why are you apologizing Will Buxton? I watched a YouTube video uh, with him in it, and that man knows F1. Why does he <laughs> dumb it down and try to survive, man? <laughs> Make me think you're just a like a bum beat writer for Formula <laughs> One. I didn't think you actually knew your stuff, man. That man was talking about like all the technicalities and uh, like like way above my head, like uh, engine fuel stuff in the video. And I was like, oh, man, this man doesn't have to just feel like super dramatic. He is a professional. <laughs> so, no, nah, I actually scratched that. I don't apologize. That's <laughs>
<laughs> Screw you, Will. I still hate you. That's funny. Why don't you do that and try to survive? Treat us that way. You nerd. <laughs> Instead of spoon feeding us. If you're in first at the last lap, you win. Yeah, no, but uh, uh, closing thoughts for me. Hopefully this week, Red Bull can figure it out. So next week, I don't have to deal with the same sadness I'm feeling right now. I'm but. just hoping that Ferrari stays on top. <laughs> Come on. Here's to a, here's to exciting 2022. <laughs> Come on, Ferrari. The toxicity has begun, but so has the hype. And we can't let it go. Let's go. You're saying we back on top like you were with them when they were crap. <laughs> you see me representing. You, you were here for episode one. You know the team I'm repping. <laughs> All right. On that note, you guys have a good one. Yeah, Formula One is, is the pinnacle of motorsport.